If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals achievements. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle broadcasting here at Emanuel College. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine. Today, we're going to be talking about a quote from Bill Russell that says, concentration and mental toughness are the margins of victory. We're going to break that down. But before we do, let's say a quick shout out to our friends. Hustlers, we've got some things you don't want to miss. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's communication tip of the episode. I think we all know people and have all spent time with people that have a long history of miscommunication that follows them. Everywhere they go, they seem they are involved in some form of miscommunication. As someone trying to be a great communicator, it is important that we recognize and identify who those people are. So when the time comes and we get in conversation with them, we don't fall into the same trap that we make a point to overemphasize our communication in order to not fall victim to being part of their miscommunication. Identify those people this week, take note, and make sure you don't fall into the same trap so many others around them seem to fall into. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out teamsnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app that is serving coaches all over the country and saving them time, allowing them to get back to what they want, which is coaching. You know, I, this is, I really love this topic because I think this hit home, hits home with coaches. You know, like at the end of the day, most of the time when we review the game, we go back and watch it. Like if, if we would have just been more alert in this situation, concentrated, if we'd been a little bit more mentally tough on, you know, hitting the box out every time versus 50% of the time, you know, so much of the game does boil down to this. And it's really a tough thing because, you know, we're working with, you know, the coaches that are listening here, what, anywhere from 12 years old to 24 years old and, we all can imagine when we were that age, like how fickle minded were we, you know, how, how many like, you know, petty things were we thinking about? And so many times, you know, the outcome of, of what we do and the people we're trying to lead comes down to people that haven't really learned how to concentrate at the highest level and be mentally tough at the highest level. And so you know, it's a real problem. I think it heartache place for coaches in general, but let's, let's just talk about the first one, um, concentration first, you know, I can tell you, this has been, um, this is amazingly important to a, a team. And I think, uh, one specific place that probably more than any is on the defensive end of the floor. You know, I think concentration, you know, offensively people tend to lock in a little bit more when they've got the ball and everybody's watching them. You can tend, you tend to concentrate a little bit more defensively when you're off the ball and your help side and all that other kind of stuff that people aren't necessarily watching. You're not in the spotlight. That's where a lot of people tend to float 
and not concentrate as much. Yeah, I think one thing that's important for athletes is they need to stay inside themselves. You know, I think oftentimes they get outside themselves, and when they get outside themselves, their mind just goes, yeah. right? Because they're no longer focused on what they need to do. And and how do you stay inside yourself? How do you stay focused on the things that you know you need to focus on? I think like anything, it requires practice, TJ. Yeah. You know, you, you've got to train yourself to be able to focus and stay locked in on things and avoid distractions. You know, you can't serve your focus and your distractions at the same time. You know, one will sacrifice, right? But you've got to work on it. It's got to be part of kind of the DNA. I know one thing we do in Lead Em Up, it's not so much a leadership thing. I guess it's all tied and connected to some capacity, but really trying to work on some self-discipline and some concentration and focus on different things. You know, um, you know, little things like making your bed each day, right? This yep. concentration, being able to like stay focused on what you need to do, right? Really, for me, I think emphasizing little things allows us to enhance our concentration, right? Yep. Because if you can focus and, 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 and if you're a team that is paying attention to the small details, you have to concentrate. Yeah. You've got to actually focus on the small details. Yeah, and most people are not thinking that way. I mean, was it, was it you that told the story about uh, Kobe talking to the Chargers? Yeah, and I absolutely love that story. Yeah, I mean, just give a, a quick recap of that. Yeah, end of the game, back in high school, Lower Marion, ball goes up, they're up by one. His only job, Kobe's was, he shared this with the Chargers, was to box out the gen- the, the individual underneath the, the rim. The ball goes up in the air. Kobe ends up finding himself just kind of watching the ball. Ball goes up, goes long, ricochets off the side of the rim. His guy slips in underneath, grabs a rebound, puts it back up, and they lose by one, right? He shares a story 25 years later. Think about that. He said the next day, he's in math class, math teacher's talking, and before you know it, he starts dazing off, and it hit him. He he was dazing off in the same way he was dazing off Last night, the night before, during the game, when the ball was going in there, he was doing the same thing, but this time in math class. Mm -hmm. So he said at that point, he made a commitment that he was going to practice his focus and concentration in something he did not enjoy, like math. Yeah. Because he knew if he could focus and concentrate in math, he'd be able to crush the focus and concentration in something that he enjoyed. Yeah. And he said that became what allowed him to be this laser sharp focus concentration of a player. But let's be honest here. That's Kobe Bryant, who may go down in history as one of the most concentrated and mentally tough players that's ever played the yeah, game. Even more the reason why we should listen to that story yeah. and do something about it. And so, but most players aren't, aren't thinking that way. And that's where our headaches come as coaches. You know, we have a lot of players that are not concentrating. They're thinking about playing offense. They're thinking about not getting their playing time. They're thinking about what their parents are thinking. They're thinking about so many other things besides locked into the, the job at hand and the task at hand. I think one thing that I love, Steve Shenbaum uh, from Game On Nation, he shares a great thing about uh, not putting sugar on sugar as it relates to focus and concentration. I absolutely love it. He uses the, the illustration of your music pregame. He's like, listen, if, if you are naturally this high enthusiastic, high energy type player, okay, you don't need to listen it's a high energy, high enthusiastic type medicine or uh, music. Yeah. You don't need to do that. He goes, because you don't have issues or challenges getting your energy level up. So if you were to quote unquote put sugar on sugar, so if you're naturally a high energy person right. and you go and you put this high energy music, that may actually take you out of your best place mentally. All right. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I can relate. 
So he basically saying, you know, if you're a high energy person, when I go into a room, I don't need to talk myself into bringing energy when I get in there. I don't need to say, all right, Adam, when I go in there, be outgoing, be talkative. And I do. And you do. Yeah. Right. But I'm naturally going to do that. What I need to remind myself when I go into a room is, all right, Adam, slow down. Yeah. Ask questions. Listen. See how everyone's doing. Learn about them. Like, I have to do that. Yeah. Because it's not natural. Now, if I went in and was like, hey, you know, before I walked in the room, like started hyping myself, quote unquote, putting sugar on sugar, and was like, all right, when I get in there, let's go, you know, bring it, bring it, bring it. I'd come in and I would be so out of whack in the room because I'd be too much. So, in order for me to get to the best place mentally from a concentration standpoint, I need to figure out what I'm not and help bring it back. And I think oftentimes, and I've shared this with different players, this has helped them significantly. If you bring the energy, maybe the best thing you could do pregame is listen to softer, quieter music Mm. to get you mentally where you need to be. And maybe on the flip side, if you're someone who is kind of, you know, a little bit reserved, a little bit quieter, maybe you do need that energy to kind of get you up to that healthy place but you've got to be intentional with trying to find out what do I need to do where do I need to be so my focus and concentration is at the healthiest level because if you're too amped you miss assignments hmm. you miss reads yep. you miss instruction because you're too amped yep. your focus your concentration is too out of whack what do you need to do to get it in that healthy place you may not need sugar on sugar yeah Adam, I love that sugar on sugar. That's a good thought. I actually had a couple players come into my mind when you when you said that. I, that put sugar on top of sugar on top of sugar on top of sugar. You know, <laughs> yeah, and, and, they're amped. Uh, yeah, and you know the thing about it is, uh, you'd, you'd you'd rather have the sugar 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 player than the the non sugar player yeah. a lot of times because the, the, the splendor player. Yeah, exactly. Artificial. But uh, <laughs> it goes it goes to um, you know Brad Stevens talks Steve's a lot. Steve's probably shaking his head right now. We're taking the sugar way, sugar way too far. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the. Um, Brad Stevens talks about players being omnipresent and it makes for a good defender. And I think, you know, to be omnipresent and omnipresent means, you know, paying attention to multiple things at a time, you know, where's the ball, where's my defender, you know, they're worried about helping other people. And I think being omnipresent takes a high level of concentration and mental toughness, but there's a reality there. The best players that I've ever had specifically on the defensive end, they're what we call fixers. They just fix problems and you cannot fix problems unless you're omnipresent. And you can't be omnipresent unless you concentrate and you're mentally tough. And so there's there's something about, I think, you know, we should probably do a player episode on this. There, there's something about players that are omnipresent, that concentrate, that are, are locked in, that are able to fix multiple problems for you that are so hard to take off the floor. Like you just cannot take them off the floor because everything gets worse when they're not in there. And I think the common ingredient for them is – you know, physical toughness along with mental toughness and concentration. Like when they do those things right there, they're locked into to, to doing things that are going to help your team win. Now, it plays out in two scenarios. Somebody with a lot of talent that is that concentrates and is mentally tough is going to do amazing things. Yeah. Kobe. Yeah. And somebody that's not very talented but has a high level of concentration is mentally tough they're going to do their job every play. Hmm. And it's easy to live with both of those type people. You know what I mean? And like, there's nothing, I mean, on, of your starting five or the eight in the rotation, 
you need some second baseman that you're going to plug in 182 games. You know what I mean? We're talking about that baseball player that you go and you're like, listen, I don't know who's going to be my first baseman doing this, my center fielder doing that, but I know who's going to be my second baseman, and they're going to turn a double play for me every time, and they're only going to bat 280, and they're going to move a runner over. They're not going to you know, have 100 RBIs, but they're going to do their job every single play. And you need those on the basketball court, you know? You need that guy who's going to be your three-man or your point guard or whatever that's just going to do their job every day because of their mental toughness and concentration. And then you also need a couple of those talented players that do the same thing that can take you to the next level versus that talented player that doesn't have mental toughness, that doesn't concentrate because then you're just going to go like the wind, you know, and and that's a tough place to be. You know, I I, I totally agree. And players, I think one thing that we could do and coaches – one of the greatest skills that we could develop is this skill of bringing yourself back. Mm. I, I think if we're all honest, we all drift. Our, our mental minds, they drift. They go in different places in the midst of games, in the midst of the competitive action. They will drift. They will drift in, in outside the game, and they will drift inside the game. There is no uh, preferential treatment from yeah. drifting. Our minds will drift. I think when we can develop skills to bring ourselves back, it changes the game. It's a constant recalibration. And and where do you how do you do that? You know, I'm not pretending to be a sports psychologist. I can just simply share what I do. One, I'm constantly aware of the drifting. When yeah. I am drifting, I'm constantly aware of like where where's my mind going? No, 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 no. Refocus. Like it, it's a constant battle. Like it literally all day, every day, and it's one that I'm so sensitive of that I'm fighting it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in the war right now, the drifting war. I know I'm an ADD, ADHD, which unfortunately, I, I, I think that's become such a hot topic and just such a, a loose term that I almost think players are like embracing it. Like they feel like they're not normal if they're not ADAD, yeah. you know, or ADHD. So like this lack of focus is almost like a badge of honor. Oh, yeah, I'm ADD too, man. Yeah. yeah I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I recognize it. I'm in the battle, and I'm I'm fighting the battle, and I am aware of the battle. Yeah, awareness is key. Like if you want a player to get better at this, like what do you do? Or a coach to get better at this? I think coaches struggle with it too. Like what do you do? I I think you have to put in some practices that allow you to um, understand when you lacked a little bit of concentration or mental toughness. So for instance, like you know, in practice, a rubber band around your wrist, and every time you feel yourself float, you just snap it, and you realize, gosh. I snapped this rubber band 12 times today. Wow. You know, like I'm just, I'm not concentrating. Or maybe you have a friend and you kind of point to him every time you're like, geez, I'm snapping out of it. I lost my concentration. You know, or maybe you take notes after practice. I remember these four times I lost my concentration. Like, I think it is like anything. It's a skill that you need to practice. It's a hard skill. But if you're not aware of how many times was I not present, how many times, then how do you improve that? So I think that's really important. And coaches, you might even want to invest in helping players that struggle with concentration to be able to get to that place. Like, hey, listen, we need you to concentrate concentrate more here's what we're going to do to build in you know a practice whether it's you know whatever we said the rubber band or that somebody's writing it down or whatever that might be because you know i think mental toughness i think concentration is a, is a building block to mental toughness it absolutely is when you when you can strengthen the concentration and yeah, i know when you get to the higher levels i mean there's 
there's online programs that a lot of the, the best athletes in the world will do from a concentration standpoint. I know Tucker Herzberg, who's been on the show, uh, one of our producer or our producer for the Harwood Hustle, he's done some work with Kirk Cousins from a mental training perspective, from mm-hmm. a concentration where there's these online computer programs that, that Kirk Cousins and Sports Illustrated documented this just recently that he will sit there every single week and do these 30-minute online programs that just kind of tracks his concentration and it kind of pings him and reads every time his mind drifts and he's literally just proactively trying to get to a point where he can concentrate and focus because he knows it's so essential for his success yeah you know to be able to do that you know i know one thing you know start making this part of your culture this topic of focusing and concentration next time you're talking with your players and they're sitting down ask them all to sit at what you would call a 10. Can everyone sit at a 10? I'm not going to tell you how to sit. I don't want to tell you how to to position yourself in the chair. Just sit at a 10. What I mean by that is if I were to give you a 10 on your concentration level based on how you're sitting, if I had to score you at a 10, I want everyone to sit in a position that they would be scored a 10. Hmm. What you'll see is the entire room will shift their seated position. They all will, at some point, they'll all get up in their seat a little bit. They'll all lean forward a little bit. Maybe they'll put their hands out of their pockets and put it on the desk or put it on the chair. And they'll all lean in and they'll all kind of lock in and say, great, okay. If I if I scored you right now, you, would you all confidently say you're a 10? Oh, yep, 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 yep. Why did we all just move our seated position? We've got a big game tomorrow. Why did we all just move essentially from a 5 to a 10 Hmm. like did we come in not you know without the intention of being focused concentrating engaged do that on occasion ask your players to change their seated position into a 10 start building this habit of no 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 when we get together we're going to start building a foundation and a standard that we concentrate that we are engaged and we are focused tj do that with your team at some point during the course of the season ask them all to sit at a 10 at what you'll then see them all change their seated position, become significantly more focused and concentrated, and then just simply ask them, "Why did it require me to ask that out of you?" Yeah, that's a really good practice. I, I I look forward to doing that with my team. I think one of the things that we hit on in that and prior to that, talking about just you know picking times to concentrate. I think what you one of the things you can do a practical takeaway for coaches. I mean, first of all, I'd start with what you just said. I think it'd be a great practice just to bring awareness to them on you know what are you thinking, but I think. Um, if we if we want to build mental toughness, I think it's important to identify in practice and other things we do. Here's an opportunity to build mental toughness. You know what I mean? Let's just say you have a 40 minute film session, and you go 20 minutes and you say, "Hey, listen, we have 20 minutes left to film. I understand that you might be tired. Here's a great opportunity to build concentration and mental toughness." Or you get into practice, people are tired. You just blow the whistle and you take 30 seconds. And you say, "Hey, listen, I understand you're tired. I understand this is hard." This is a great opportunity to build mental toughness because your body's saying no right now. Let's build mental toughness. You know, um, I think anytime you can bring awareness to there's an opportunity to grow mental toughness because most of the time players, I think they just feel like you're either born with it or you're not, you know, or you decide to be mental tough or you decide not to be mentally tough. And I think the longer I live and the longer I, that we go through this, we realize that there's a lot of things in life that you do have some control over if you decide to work on it. And I think it helps for us to bring awareness to players. And here's an opportunity to be mentally tough. Here's an opportunity to concentrate. Just like the practice you just said, here's an opportunity just to be aware, like, 
you're not mentally concentrating right now, you know? So, oh, okay, now here's an opportunity for me to practice that. And I think, you know, somebody elite like Kobe may recognize it on his own, but most of us are coaching players that are not going to think about it in those terms. And coaches, I encourage you to go back to a previous episode we recorded titled Good kind of talked a lot about this mental toughness. We talked about in difficult circumstances and when things and obstacles come into our lives, approaching it with a good, right? Knowing that it's going to develop something within us as we fight through it, right? So developing that mental toughness. I, I reference Sam Allen all the time because I think Sam Allen's a significantly uh, mentally tough individual and he approaches all these situations. You know, a, a five-hour flight delay, he's like, good. Like, I'm, it's going to build some toughness in me. You know, it's going to make me mentally stronger. And he finding different things throughout your day and approaching it with a good and knowing that it's going to build mental toughness, little practices that you can start building confidence. And I want to ask you that, TJ, before we wrap up. Do you think players can build confidence in their mental toughness? Like, do you think if they have shown this ability to overcome it? So in a situation like you're, guys, 20 minutes left. I know you're tired. I know this is tough. I know everyone's drained right now, but... This is an opportunity to build mental toughness. Boom, you think they go through that a couple times and you illustrate it. Now all of a sudden, in moments where it is tough, they now have a confidence. I can get through this. Yeah, absolutely. Even if they fail at it. Even if they, it does, I don't even think it matters whether you fail or succeed. I think when you go through that moment and you were mentally tough and you know, like, I showed up in that moment. I mean, there's, there. I mean, at the end of the day, coaches, we all want that. We all want to win. I get that. But really what we all want as coaches is that our team showed up and performed and did everything they could in their capabilities, and they just weren't good enough or they were good enough, you know? And I think players will have a lot of self-satisfaction. I do think they'll get better when they go through a moment. They identify they needed to have concentration or mental toughness. They had it. Either it went well or it didn't go well, but they realized, I know what it's like to have it in that moment. Now I'm just going to keep getting better at it. And so I think they'll succeed if they're if they're competent and conscious. I think they're going to end up getting better whether they fail or succeed at it. You know, from the words of one of the greatest of all time, Bill Russell, concentration and mental toughness are the margins of victory. So hopefully this episode helped you as a coach. I am Adam. He's TJ. Together we are the Harwood Hustle. Until next time, we're out.